Welcome to Church Experience. My name is Brandon Bruce, and it's a huge honor to be one of your pastors. Well, I'm so excited about this vertical teaching series that we're in. We're talking about going vertical in prayer, and our hope is to equip you to really experience God freshly in prayer. You know, I used to live out west, and I had a good friend named Paul, and Paul and I had an idea to travel over to this beautiful and massive rock formation called Devil's Tower. And Devil's Tower is in eastern Wyoming, and it stands at 1,267 feet high. And we started climbing up the side of this thing, and we wanted to see how high we could get. And, man, we got above the tree line, and we looked out over our shoulder, and the views were amazing. Sunset was incredible. But as high as we got on the side of this Devil's Tower rock formation, we could not ascend the really steep side of this to get the height we really wanted because we didn't have the expertise in climbing and we didn't have the right tools. We didn't have the climbing equipment. So we had to settle for as far as we could get on our own. Now other people got to the top of Devil's Tower and they could look out over Wyoming and it is beautiful. Beautiful vistas in every direction. But we never got to see the summit because we didn't have the right tools. Now, when it comes to prayer, you and I can actually live a pretty decent life on our own. You could argue that we could become pretty good people. We might be able to have a pretty good and average ministry without prayer. But without prayer in our lives, we're never going to reach the summit, the full potential that God has for our families and our faith and for our future. Prayer is what allows us to ascend to the heights of the potential that God has designed you for. Prayer is where we connect with God. It's where we meet with God on the heights, where we walk with God in the valleys. And, and today we want to equip you with the tools you need to experience God freshly in prayer, to understand prayer more. Because a lot of people want to pray, and they even do pray on occasion, but they don't pray as often as they want to, and it's not the experience they really hoped it would be. They get stuck at a certain place in prayer. And, and, and my hope today is that God will just unleash the potential in your prayer life so you can experience not just ordinary things in your life, but you can ascend to the summit and experience the extraordinary work of God. So let's begin in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 12, where God's word tells us, For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Now, I love this verse because it tells us that as we genuinely seek the Lord, his eyes are on us and his ears are open to our prayers. So that means God hears you. God sees you. You are seen by him. He loves you and he loves when you talk to him. He loves when you come to him in prayer. And some of us, one of the reasons why we don't pray is because we're not really sure God hears us. We're not really sure it makes a difference. And we want to go back to the authority of God's word, despite how we might feel at times. We want to put our belief in what God has told us, and we trust in his word. And he says, I hear you when you pray. I respond. I see you. And so we want to put our trust in what God has said in his written word and believe that when we pray, we're not just throwing words up into the atmosphere, but we're talking to a living, active God that wants us to bring our hearts to him in prayer. You know, when you call somebody on the phone, you don't always know if they're going to answer. You don't know if you're going to get somebody or if you're going to get a voice message. And if you leave a message, you don't know if they're going to call you back. You can't see that person on the other side of the phone. But when we pray and we talk to God in prayer, we can know that there's never going to be a missed call. 
God is catching all of our heart and all of our words, the things that we say and even the things that we don't say as we spend time with him in prayer and worship. God hears us. He acknowledges us. And look, there's unlimited data, so you can download as much as you want on that call with God. He can handle it. You can bring your pain. You can bring your problems. You can celebrate the victories. God wants you to bring it all to him. He just wants to experience that friendship with you as we talk with God. Well, Dan Ryland is a a Christian author. He's been a mentor of mine. He's executive pastor of 12 Stone Church near Atlanta, Georgia. And he wrote an article one time on prayer that it just was so clear and concise and helping us understand the benefits of prayer for us. And so there's three of them. Maybe you want to jot these down in your notes or tap them into your phone. But the benefits of prayer are this. One is peace. When, when you pray, you experience the abundant peace of God through Jesus Christ. So no matter what chaos is going on in your life, when you come to God in prayer, he can bring peace that surpasses all understanding. It's one of the amazing benefits of prayer. The second one is very much like it, power. Power comes into our life through the spirit of God when we pray. God activates and moves forward his work in our life through prayer. And we don't fully understand it and and know all the reasons why, but for some reason God chooses to use our prayers to move his work forward in the world. And prayer is just powerful. The third benefit of prayer is presence presence. This is where we get to experience the friendship of a loving father. And we get to bring his presence into every aspect of our life. And so his peace, his power, and his presence. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We pray to the Lord our God and we experience his goodness in prayer. It changes us. It transforms us. And so many of us are missing out on what God had intended for us in prayer. So I'm going to Hope to motivate us today, but also equip us for how to actually do that. Earlier this week, my wife dropped uh, myself and three of our our children off at a local park while she took our our fourth kid to an allergist appointment. And I was there watching the kids. I was working underneath a pavilion while they were running around. There's a playground next to us, and we spent some time together. And and while I was working at a picnic table underneath the shelter, my nine-year-old daughter, Macy, was right next to me. And, and I love being silly with my kids, but, you know, you're, you're youngest, you're nine-year-old. You can goof around with them in a different way because they're young and they're playful. And so, so I was just being really silly. And I was, I was talking to her in a nice, like, robotic voice. I was just making up a silly voice that messed around with my daughter. And I was saying just nonsense. Like, I think at that specific moment, I was telling her how I was going to clean her room for her, but I was going to use my leaf blower, and I was going to blow all of her stuff into her closet. And, and again, I'm just being silly, and I'm talking in a super silly voice. And while I'm doing this, I see in my peripheral vision a grown man, and he's standing really close to me. And so I look over, and this guy who has been walking his dog and coming up behind me, and I, I didn't know it. None of my kids warned me. While I'm talking in this really embarrassing voice, saying really embarrassing things, and this guy's standing right here, and I look over him, and he kind of looks down and starts to walk away with his dog. And as he, he looks away, I'm like, oh, man. And my, and my kids, they look at me, and they're like, Dad, you're embarrassed, aren't you? I'm like, well, like, yeah, I'm embarrassed. I was talking in this really goofy voice and saying really goofy stuff, and there's this guy I don't even know. I'm like, you're embarrassed, aren't you? And I say, well, I am but not as embarrassed as I'm going to be if he shows up at our church on Sunday. <laughs> then I'd be really embarrassed, right? You know, I had no idea that this guy was there, but he was there that whole time. And, and, you know, a lot of us, we live our life, we function as if God were not even present, but he's right there over our shoulder wanting to interact with us. And, like, you don't have to be embarrassed. I mean, God sees it all. He, he sees the amazing moments. He sees you at your best. He knows your potential better than anyone. But he's also seen you at your worst. He's seen you in your darkest moment. 
And he, he hasn't gone anywhere. He hasn't walked away on you. He's standing right there wanting to be present in your life. And so you can bring the problems, the struggles. You can, you can bring all the, all the junk in your life to him. But you can also bring the celebration to him. He, he, wants, he wants to experience all of that with you in prayer. He's present. And, and what I'm trying to say is that there's just, there's just more for you in prayer. But so many of us, we're doing life alone. We're living life alone. Right? In, in our own power, in our own strength, for our own purposes. And we're just missing out on all that God wants to help us experience in prayer. There's, just, there's simply more for us than what most of us have experienced. And if you think that you have experienced all there is available, then you stop looking for more. And when you stop looking for more in prayer, you get stuck in your prayer life because you think this is all there is and all there ever will be in my relationship with God through prayer. But if you're taking notes today, I want to really encourage you to write this down or tap it into your phone. It's really important. My future friendship with God can be more than my past experience with God. My, My future friendship with God can be more than my past experience with God. So whatever your past experience in prayer has been for good or bad, I'm just telling you that there's more. Come on, help me preach today wherever you are. Everybody just say more. Yeah, come on, say more. That's right. There's more for us in prayer. And, and once we start to unlock what more can look like for us in prayer, man, it gets exciting. It gets really exciting because the more I start to pray, the more I want to pray, and the more often I pray, and the more I start to enjoy prayer, this friendship grows, and it grows very much like the friendship grows with the person that might be sitting next to you or behind you or beside you. The prayer relationship with God, our Father, grows in the same way a friendship grows with another person in our life where we spend time together, we have shared experiences together, we invest in that relationship, and as we do, it grows. And prayer is pouring fertilizer on our relationship with God so that it can grow up and we can get closer to him. But in order for us to experience the more of God, we've got to get hungry for it. We, we have to get hungry for it. You don't go searching for something that you don't want. And so we have to develop this hunger for prayer, realizing the benefits in our life, the peace and the power and the presence of God, all these wonderful things that God can do in our life. But we have to get hungry for it and really go after it. But think about this. Every area in our life that really matters, it, improvement doesn't really happen unless you work at it. Progress does not usually come when we approach something casually. We have to work at it, and we have to put intentionality into it. We have to be hungry for it. In Luke chapter 11, verse 1, it says, One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. And when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. He said, teach us to pray. There's a hunger there. I want to learn. I want to know more about prayer. Let me just ask you today. Is, is that where you're at? Do you want to learn more about God? Do you want to know his presence more? Do you want to learn how to really pray? And some of you, you you've been walking with God for a long time now, and you, you really do pray, and you know how to pray. But no matter how good your prayer life has been, did you know that you actually can experience more of God? That there's actually more in prayer for you to discover that you have yet to experience because think about it, on the other side of that, if, if we deny that, what we're saying is that we have tapped out all there is to experience in God. We know everything there is to know about God, and we just, we, we realize that that's not true. The Bible says that his thoughts are higher than ours. We can understand his thoughts. They're, they're too numerous for us to understand or to, to measure. There's abundance in God that we'll never fully be able to tap. I mean, it's just beyond us. That's why he's God, and that's a beautiful thing. That means there's more of God to experience. 
more that he has for you. And so I want to challenge you to get hungry in prayer. And here's a question I want, I want you to wrestle with this week. And here's the question. Am I in a learning posture with prayer? Am I in a learning posture with prayer? Am I seeking out and experimenting with my prayer life and, and, and trying to pray in new ways and, and talk to people about prayer and read books on prayer and, and get around people who love prayer and, and just learn and grow? And that's the reason why we're in this vertical teaching series. Because we as a church, we want to be a praying church. Across all the locations of church experience, we together as one church want to be a praying church because we believe that prayer is powerful. And we have an important collective and shared mission. Our mission as a church, we have one mission. It's to help more people experience a full life in Jesus Christ. Experiencing life to all its fullness in Jesus. Full of life and love and purpose and joy and hope and meaning. God has so much more for our community and for our family and for our church. But we access that more through prayer. So church, are we seeking God in prayer? My hope is that we will, and we will experience God's abundant more. Right on? Right on. So I'm going to challenge you to be here every single week in this vertical teaching series as we together learn how to be a praying church. So the other day, our family stopped at a restroom, and the ladies go in one side, and the guys go in the other side, and, and I, I don't need to use the restroom, so I'm outside, and I make a quick phone call, and, and the girls come out, and they're waiting around, and we're waiting for my sons, and, and we're waiting for quite some time, and we're thinking, where are they? And I finish my call, and, and Jen's like, hey, where are the boys? You want to go check on them? And so I'm like, yeah, and I go in the bathroom, and they're not there. I'm thinking, like, where did they disappear to? Nowhere to be found, and so I come out and tell the ladies, hey, I don't, I don't know where the guys are. Like, what do you mean? I'm like, I was standing out here the whole time, and I never saw them leave. They're like, where did they go? I'm like, I have no idea. So we look out down the, down the path here, and, and they're like ahead of us. And we're like, what are they doing over there? So we, we go over there, and the guys are like, hey, why'd you leave us? How did you get here? And, and they say, Dad, when you were on the phone, we came out of the restroom pretty quick, and we said, hey, we're going to go up here. And I'm like, you, you told me. And they said, Dad, we looked right at you and told you. <laughs> so I laughed and apologized. I said, well, guys, lesson for the future if you ever see dad on an important phone call and he looks at you, it doesn't mean that he actually sees you or hears you. <laughs> and so we had some fun with that. But, you know, we can get it wrong as people sometimes and we, we don't even actually see the people that are standing right there in front of us sometimes. We can be distracted. But the amazing thing with God is no matter what we're going through, he sees us. We are seen by him. We might feel invisible and lonely we can be in the middle of a crowd but still feel alone because we don't think anyone gets us. Nobody understands us. Nobody's going through what we're going through. But the amazing thing about God is that we are seen. We are known. God knows you. He created you. He loves you. He says you're beautiful. God knows who you are and he sees you. Wherever you go and whatever you do, in the heights or the depths, he's always there by your side. God sees you. And so you might feel alone, but if you feel alone, it's an inaccurate picture of reality because with the Lord, you're never alone. Write this down. In prayer, I move from lonely to loved. I move from lonely to loved in prayer. And with God's strength and with God's power, we can not only move other things forward in our life, but we can move closer to God. Draw near to me and I'll draw near to you, the scriptures say. God, God wants us to grow closer to him and how that happens is through our prayer relationship with God. Now, prayer is not a, a burden. 
Some people view prayer as like it's a got to, man, I've got to do this. It's a religious thing I need to do. I should do it more. And you'll hear people talk about it in this terms like, oh, man, I'm not praying like I should. And it sounds like it's a burden. But prayer is actually meant to be a blessing. And if it feels like a burden, it's very likely that there's some learning that still needs to happen, some equipping that needs to happen because we're probably approaching it wrong. And we need to learn more about prayer so we can understand the blessing that it is and how to pray. There are some ways that prayer can, can go wrong. And, I mean, God just wants you to bring your prayers in respect and reverence to him, but just to be yourself and talk to him. But there are some ways that prayers can go wrong and where you actually need to reach out and get help and talk to a mentor or a counselor or advisor. For example, there, there's prayer ruts and routines that we can get in, and we just don't know how to break out of them on our own. There's, there's even things like scrupulosity, which is really a religious form of OCD. It's called scrupulosity, and you can look it up and research it and learn from it, but it's, it's unhealthy prayer patterns that people can get into, and they get stuck in it, and they, they, they feel, whether it's religious guilt, and they, they're constantly praying for forgiveness, and they don't know how to break out of that, or, or perhaps it's just they feel stuck in these barriers, like God doesn't, doesn't answer, he doesn't respond unless I do these certain things, and, and there's all kinds of ways that, that we can get stuck, and prayer can become a burden, but it was never meant to be a burden. So listen, if prayer in any way to you feels like a burden instead of a blessing, reach out and get some help. Learn some more about prayer. Study prayer. Dig deep onto that aspect of your life that it feels like a burden because prayer is a get-to. It's not a have-to. It's a, it's a get-to. We get to talk to the living God, our creator God. So in prayer, God also opens up new aspects of our heart. He opens up new aspects of our relationship with the Father that we just don't experience while we're sprinting through life. God does want us to get busy and go out on mission and work for him, but the most important work that God wants to do is the work inside of us. He does want to work through you, but he first wants to work inside of you. And how he does that work is through prayer. And if you're always sprinting through life, listen, you're never going to be able to microwave that spiritual life that you really want. It's, it's a slow cook. You know, it, it takes some time. It, it takes sitting with God in prayer. It takes fasting. It, it takes years of growth and maturing and developing. And, and we have to sit with God and spend time with him. And even Jesus modeled this. He would break away from the busyness so that he could have extended times of prayer with his Father in heaven. And when Jesus led, he said, come follow in my footsteps. And we can't think that we're going to have a close relationship with the Father like Jesus did if we don't do what Jesus did. And what did Jesus do? He would get away and he would pray. He would pray on a mountainside. He would pray when he's all by himself. He would pray with others. Jesus modeled what it looks like to constantly be praying to the Father. Well, prayer is powerful, and there's a passage in Luke chapter 11, the final passage we want to look at today, Luke chapter 11, verse 5, that just shows us how powerful prayer is, and, and Jesus not only modeled it, but he taught about prayer, and he says this in Luke chapter 11, verse 5. He says, then Jesus said to them, he says, suppose you have a friend, and you go to him at midnight, and you say, friend, lend me three loaves of bread, and a friend of mine is on a journey, and he's come to me, and I have no food to offer him, and suppose the one inside answers, Hey, don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of your friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And the one who knocks the door will be opened. Jesus goes on in verse 11. He says, which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? 
If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Jesus is teaching us about prayer, and he says, listen, if you have the audacity to come before the Lord and persistently pray and cry out to him, he's going to hear you and he's going to respond. And, and we all understand as we mature in our faith that, that God doesn't treat us like spoiled children where he gives us everything exactly like we want it, when we want it, because he knows that would ruin us, just like it would ruin a child to give them every single thing that they wanted every time. He, he's, he's wise enough to know that sometimes withholding what we ask for to give us something better is what we actually want, even though it's not what our lips are saying it's what we want. But, but God knows how to respond, and he has the wisdom to respond, but he still tells us to ask. And he says that when you ask, you'll receive, and when you knock, the door will be open. So he's telling us really clearly that when we come to God and we ask, God moves. God responds. And what he's telling us is that prayer is powerful. I heard uh, Pastor Mark Batterson, the author of a great book on prayer called The Circle Maker. It was out quite some years ago, and I, I loved one of his statements. He said, pray through for the breakthrough. He said, pray circles around your biggest dreams and your greatest challenges. What are your biggest challenges? Are you praying about them? What are your biggest dreams? Are, are you praying about them? You know, we as a church, we, we have great dreams together. One church, many experiences. And these different locations where God has planted us, we're, we're trying to build healthy churches that are biblically solid while being modern in style. We're trying to be a welcoming and loving church that's committed to the gospel, teaching people the good news of Jesus Christ. We're a church that's committed to sharing the, the good news of the gospel so that people can not only experience transformation and their souls can be saved, but also so their lives can be changed and they can grow up in their faith and mature in their relationship with God. This is what we want to do as a church and we believe God's called us to do, but it's a big dream. And so sometimes we ask our church family to step up in big ways because we have a big vision. And we've asked you to step up today. It's Sunday, June 11, and we're together receiving this Kingdom Builders offering. And any time throughout this month, as God leads you, we're asking you to give above and beyond your regular giving to the Kingdom Builders offering and designate that to the next vision initiative. So we can accomplish these four things as a church. We can, we can help those in need. We can invest in the next generation. We can plant new churches through church experience. And we can invest in momentum-building projects throughout our church. And over these summer months, we're putting the vast majority of the resources that go into next into the specific project that each campus has identified. This is the important thing for us to move forward in this season. And so we're asking you today to consider giving, whether you go home and do it online tonight or you do it in the service here in the buckets, you know, or pass down your row. We just want to ask every family to prayerfully consider praying and giving above and beyond their regular giving so God's work can move forward. But it goes back to this idea of, of praying for your biggest dreams and then acting on them. We don't want to rush to action without prayer, but we know that prayer catalyzes our action. And so what are the biggest dreams? We have dreams as a church, but, but surely you have dreams too as a family. In your own life, and your future, what is it that you dream about and you're asking God for? Do you bring it to him diligently and consistently in prayer? Pray through for the breakthrough. Sometimes the prayer is not a goal in a specific place or destination or thing. It's a person. There's a person in your life, and it's a child that you love, or it's a parent, and, and you're praying for that coworker, that they'll come to know Jesus. And you hope to one day invite them to come and sit with you in a service so they can hear the good news or invite them over to a lunch table or to your home so you can share your experience with Jesus with them in hopes that their life and their eternity has changed. It's a powerful thing when God's people pray for the spiritually lost people in their lives. But whether it's a person or a situation, a circumstance, a struggle, when we pray through for the breakthrough, God does break through and, and prayer is tremendously powerful. 
So how do we go after it? How do we go after prayer? We want to increase the prayer in our life. Brandon, give us some, some practical tools. Give us some skills and equip us on how to actually pray. And I want to give you six things. And I want to encourage you to jot these down just briefly. Aspects of prayer. Aspects of prayer that will help accentuate your prayer life. And I want to encourage you to just take one or two of these things and bring them into your current prayer life to see, see things freshen up and change. And, and maybe there's one or two of these things that are non-existent or, or they're not very strong and you can strengthen them. And so elements of prayer, everything that we do has, has structure. Every, everything has structure that's significant. Anything big that you're doing in your life, you have structure to it. If it matters, it has structure. And so there's structure even in prayer. And even though f- prayer is a fluid conversation with God, it's helpful to know the elements of prayer. And so here's the first one. It's worship. It's worship. Worship is honoring God for who he is. It's praising his name, lifting his name high in prayer. And, and, and music can be a part of that. Some of you could include Worship music in your prayer time. Incorporate that in and play a song or two each day as you're in your prayer time or in the background as you're reading the word and allow that to be a part of your prayer life. It can really help move things forward. Worship is honoring God for who he is. The second element in prayer is thanks. Now thanks is thanking God for what he's done. So many times in the Bible it tells us to remember what God did and it shares these amazing stories of what God did in history. And in your personal history, Time and time again, there's, there's so many things that God has, has done, answers of prayer that you have prayed in the past, ways that God has moved the mountains, the ways that God has parted the seas and he's made a way for you. And most of all, what he's done through Jesus and his death on the cross to forgive us of our sins. There's so many amazing things that we have to be thankful for each and every day. And so thank God in prayer. Thanksgiving really it brings contentment and gratitude into our hearts as we pray. The third element of prayer is alignment. Alignment. This is where we're, we're praying, God, your kingdom come and your will be done. And we're aligning our hearts and our minds with the mind of Christ. Help me see like you see, God. Help me understand my life circumstances like, like you want me to understand it, how you see it. Incorporating God's word into prayer is, is a great way to align our lives. It's, it's like when you, your car gets out of alignment and you need to get those wheels back in alignment. This is what reading God's word on a daily basis does. When we hit the potholes in life and things kind of get jarred all around, coming back to God's word aligns us. And so prayer and, and reading God's word have a lot of times for many people have been seen as two separate things. But you can actually pray through scripture as you're reading through things. Stop and pray about that specific thing. The, the book of Psalms is, a, is, is really a, a book of prayers. It's a book of, of worship to the Lord and you can literally pray through the Psalms. But incorporating scripture verses and, and God's word into your prayer life, instead of seeing them as separate things, I'm going to read the Bible and then I'm going to pray, or I'm going to pray and read the Bible, I'm going to pray while I read the Bible. It's a beautiful thing, but alignment is this, this third element. The, the fourth element, I, I call it weights. It's bringing the weights to God in our life, that burden that we carry, the heavy weight, the struggle. It might be the temptation or the trials. And we come to God and sometimes we need to confess sins to him. Sometimes we need to ask for his help to carry that load because it's too big for us. But we bring that weight to God and we just talk to God about it. You know, your, your prayer doesn't have to be formulaic. You know, it can be more spontaneous. As, you, as you're talking, a lot of people, they struggle to pray because they think, well, my mind gets distracted. When I try to pray, I start thinking about other things. And, and I'll just tell you what I do is, is I just pray about the distractions. Because usually if, if you're distracted with something else, it's important. You're, you're praying for your family and you think about a big meeting coming at work because it's on your mind and you're stressed about it or you're not prepared for that big assignment at school, start praying about it. God, finals are coming next week. God, God, help me prepare and help me have clarity of thought. And you, you just go down that rabbit trail and when you're done praying about that, go back to praying for your family again. 
When you're praying for your family and you think of, for, about a good friend, start praying for your friend. Which leads us to this fifth element in life. Not only do we pray about the weight in life, we make asks of God. Asks. We, we make asks of God. And, we, and sometimes those asks are for other people on their behalf. A prayer request that we've heard and we want to pray for them because we believe that prayer is powerful. Sometimes it's something in our own life that we want to bring before God and we ask God for something because we believe in prayer that God fights for us and that we battle in prayer. And so we bring those asks to God on a consistent basis. Over and over again, believing that God is moving, believing in faith. God, when I ask, I know that, God, you're, you're at work in some way. And so I'm going to keep laboring in prayer, believing that, that, God, you're moving behind the scenes. And maybe it, it'll be months or years before I see the fruit of this, but I just am confident in faith that you're working, God. And then the sixth element of prayer to give us structure is guidance. It, it's seeking God's wisdom, seeking God's heart. This is where we pray things like, lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. We're asking God to lead us and guide us. Whenever I write messages to teach, I always pray for the Holy Spirit to guide my words. Of course, I want them to be within the bounds of his written word, but then within that, I ask the Holy Spirit to lead me on what it is that he wants me to share and talk about. And for us, in every area of our life that matters, we want to say, Holy Spirit, guide me and lead me. If we lack wisdom or insight or discernment, we want to ask him for that wisdom. As it tells us in the book of James, if you lack wisdom, ask God. He's, he's generous and he'll give it to you. Seek direction. Seek his guidance. For the big decision that's over the horizon, that's got you all worked up and you're not sure which way to go, left or right, up or down, ask God to help you make the right decision and trust that he will guide you through his Holy Spirit. But these six elements of prayer, here, here's my hope, that one or two of these have, have leaped out to you and you can really focus on that in this season and increase that develop that and strengthen that so that your whole prayer life is better and you're closer to the Lord. Perhaps you want to take these six elements and over this week ahead, you want to focus on one each and every day and, and work on that element of prayer. Or maybe over these next six weeks, you want to focus and, and dig a little bit deeper and dive deep on these topics so that you can accelerate your prayer life and get closer to the Lord. Well, before I actually wrap us up in prayer today, I, I got to tell you one of my favorite all-time stories when it comes to prayer. It's a, it's a story from years ago when my 14-year-old son, Kylan, he was actually only five years old, and I was saying goodbye to him, and I was saying goodbye to my son, Jalen, and my, my girls, and saying goodbye to Jen as I was heading out the door to go to a meeting, and saying goodbye to everybody, and, and Kylan's like, can I go with you, Dad? Can I go with you, Dad? I'm like, so, sorry, son, I, I got to get to work. I, I got to go. And so I said goodbye to everybody, high-fived him, and, and I was out the door, and I was driving down the road, and about five minutes down the road or so, I'm, I'm cruising along, and I, and I see in the rearview mirror some, some motion behind me, and, and I look up, and, 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 and when I looked up, I didn't see anything. It was gone. It was kind of surprising me. I'm like, what was that? And, and then I kept driving, and a few minutes later, I, I see some motion again in the rearview mirror, and I look up, and, and it's not outside the vehicle. It's inside the vehicle, and I just see these, these little hairs cresting the back seat. This curly little-headed little boy, he's just peeking over with his big eyes. And I'm like, Kylan? Is that you? And he pops his head up with this huge grin across his face. Like he just got away with the ultimate, ultimate heist. You know, he's just like, Dad, I got away with something. I snuck in the vehicle with you and you left and you drove 10 minutes down the road. He just felt like a champ. And I'm like, of course, thinking, okay, this is going to be a one-time occurrence, but that is pretty funny, Kylan. And I, and I realized, though, what time it is, I don't have time to take him home to mom and he still gets to my meeting on time. So I'm like, Kylan. Like, you have to go with me to my meeting. At which point, he's not disappointed. He's excited. He's like, yes, where are we going, Dad? And so we arrive at Starbucks for my meeting, and he's crunching on his popcorn and his drink, and he had the time of his life. 
Now that first 10 minutes of that ride, he was there in the vehicle, literally behind me, over my shoulder. For every bit of that ride, he was right there with me. I just had no idea he was there. He was present, he was with me, but I ignored him because I was not aware that he was there in the vehicle with me. Some of you are flying down the highway of life and you are turning, switching lanes and passing people and trying to get ahead in life and you are not even aware that God is present with you to help you, to help you advance through life and to help you navigate and make the right turns and to stop at the right time and wait on him and to move forward and courage at the right moments. And some of us are just driving through life and we're making all the decisions and we're missing an opportunity for the Holy Spirit to be present and guiding us. He's there with us as Christians, but, but we, we ignore him and we miss out on an opportunity to bring him into our life through prayer. And so I just wanna challenge you this season as we're talking about prayer and going vertical and we're talking about how to be a praying church, I hope that you will take advantage of this time. I hope that you will make the most of this so that you and I together can move closer to Jesus, move closer to the future that he has for us. We don't ride alone. God is there with us. He's there on your commute to work. He's there with you in your home. He's there with you in this very moment. You are not alone. So in prayer, move closer to God and see God do abundantly beyond anything you can ask or imagine. Right on, right on. Hey, let's pray together. Hey God, we thank you so much for the power of prayer. The God, through prayer, you activate movement in our life. You bring us closer to you. God, you move things along in our life towards their purpose and towards the potential. God, in prayer, we, we walk with you in, in thanks and, and praise and worship of your great name. God, in, in prayer, we can surrender to you the weights in our life, the stressors in our life. In the valleys, God, you walk with us. You stand with us on the mountaintop and see the view of all the wonderful things that you've accomplished. God, prayer is such a beautiful thing. And I pray over this season as we get vertical together as a church. God, I, I pray that you would open our eyes to what prayer could be for us. I pray that you'd open our eyes to what it would look like to be a praying church and really cry out to you, God. Do more in this season, God, than we can ask or imagine so that, God, we together can move closer to you. Lord, we love you and we thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you're doing in this church. And we pray, God, that you would do even greater things than what we can possibly imagine. God, we pray over this Kingdom Builders offering today that, that God, as many stretch themselves and give above and beyond their regular giving so that, God, you can move forward your work in our church. God, I pray that you would exceed every expectation so that we can see, God, you do amazing things in the future to change and transform lives so that more people can experience a full life in Jesus Christ. And it's in Jesus' powerful name we pray, through prayer. Amen.